Hi, welcome to episode 628 of the Fantastic Forecast, the world's scariest podcast. I'm Dave Elliott, and for the last three years, I've been dead. In every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue one and going all the way to issue 645. Today, it's Fantastic Four, Volume 5, Number 11, released on October 15th, 2014. East of Eden, Part 3, by James Robinson and Leonard Kirk. Welcome to a special Halloween episode, and to this spectacular issue of the Fantastic Four from October of three years ago. And we begin our terrifying tale in the darkest pits of hell. Or at least, the next best thing. That festering hellhole of violence and death. Downtown Chicago. And Reed has just received help in his battle against the Frightful Four from a witch! The Scarlet Witch! Reed's like, I'm surprised to see you. I called Doctor Strange. Well, good to see you too, Reed. That's not a, a very good welcome. Reed says he needed that magical help since he's a man of science and magic is always mystifying to him. And now for some reason, Reed keeps rambling on like the Scarlet Witch is like some old dear friend. They barely friggin' know each other. In the history of the Marvel Universe, there has been very little contact between these two. Yet, Reed starts spilling his guts out, talking about how recent events have shattered his confidence, he's focusing too much on his mistakes, and he can't do anything right. Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, reminds Reed that she's had problems of her own, and adds... It gets better. Oh, always one of my least favorite expressions. It gets better. Because, you know, sometimes it don't. For example, this podcast. Yes, it's so bad, people email me uh, sound clips of them booing. So, Reed asks if the Scarlet Witch is looking into his future. She replies by saying... Good night, Mr. Richards. And, come on, he's a doctor, right? Dr. Richards? She doesn't know that? This whole Mr. Fantastic thing must be really confusing to people. You know, I've said this before on the podcast, but Reed Richards has a PhD, but he calls himself Mr. Fantastic. Victor Von Doom got kicked out of college, no PhD, but he calls himself Dr. Doom. I think it's an interesting statement about their respective egos. Something that Stan and Jack probably didn't even give much thought to, but nevertheless, it's interesting. So she summons up one of her spells, and she vanishes. Meanwhile, in the scariest, darkest, evilest place of all, the Lower East Side, we get a scene in a bistro with the She-Hulk and her... 
ex-boyfriend, Wyatt Wingfoot. Robinson, like Jonathan Hickman, clearly a big fan of 1980s Fantastic Four. She-Hulk gets something out of the way. This ain't about their on-and-off-again romance, i.e. she-ain't-d-t-f. Wyatt agrees. He's concerned about Johnny. He's partying and having too much fun. Wow, poor Wyatt. What a lousy wingman he would be. He's worried about Johnny's public image. You know, it's funny how three years ago, being a guy who goes out to nightclubs and bangs a bunch of chicks would be seen as bad behavior. In 2017, he seems like a Boy Scout. Of course, the big problem is Reed, Sue, and Ben, which Wyatt men mentions next. It's like the Fantastic Four are being torn apart, he says. She-Hulk thinks it's all linked somehow. That trial, it happened too quickly, she says. Yeah, but this is a comic book. Trials and comic books and TV shows always happen very quickly. She still thinks that Ben was framed. Wyatt suggests it was Doctor Doom, but She-Hulk says that's not really his style. He doesn't normally hide in the shadows. They decide to do some investigating on their own, and as the scene ends, we see a mysterious figure hiding in the shadows, watching the bistro from afar. You know, She-Hulk is famous. Why the hell is she sitting in a window seat in a bistro? Do celebrities do that? I think I assume that most celebrities just like, they kind of sit in the back where they get less attention. Well, anyway, meanwhile, over in Rikers Island, the prison, it's time for one of those scenes. You know, in any prison movie, you gotta have one of those scenes that take place in the worst place of all, the prison shower. Ben is in a towel going into the shower. Manbull is like, Come on in, Grim. And some other criminal is like, The water is fine. Now, in a normal prison scene, we might know what's coming next, but no one is interested in Ben's rock-covered ass. Ugh. So Ben goes into the shower and starts soaping up his body. Ooh, that's horrible. And whack, he gets punched in the face and drops his soap. Oh, you gotta hold on to that soap. So a few bad guys start trying to beat up Ben, Mountain Man, who is some big strong man, and a monkey, the Mandrel, and a guy who looks kind of like Vermin from Craven's Last Hunt, but doesn't speak like him. And then the Man Bull joins in the action, but Ben manages to beat them all with a little help from the Sandman, who says, you know, he's just minding his own business. He's not involved, or so he says. Back in New Eden, Reed is feeling frustrated and just smashes a bunch of his equipment with a long, stretchy arm. Reed is severely doubting himself, but his assistant, this guy named Cully, tries to cheer him up and says, I believe in you, Reed, and I always will. The things you've done, the things you've yet to do. Now, what exactly has Reed done, by the way? I mean, we've seen Reed's inventions that have put the world in danger, but what has Reed created that has actually made the world a better place? I can't name a single thing.
The assistant goes on to tell Reed about this new project they have, using the kinetic energy of the Earth's population as a power source. Isn't that how they used to power slave ships? We see some guy who's all lit up like he's a prisoner strapped onto something, but Reed doesn't seem concerned. Maybe this is just a representation of the Earth's population. The assistant says that he wants to harness the natural expended energy, electrical energy, from each person so they can be their own power source. What about people who expend zero energy? Like Kevin Smith. He smokes weed and talks on podcasts all day long. Who's going to make up for his energy shortage? Reed gets a call and he's wanted on the flight deck. So up on top, Reed rushes over and he finds a mournful Sue who's just landed and she says that she tried and failed to bring Valeria home. And then reveals that she got a little crazy fighting Doctor Doom and she thinks the spirit of malice is in her. And she wants to come out! And in our final terrifying, heart-pounding scene, it takes place on a dark, rainy night in Manhattan. Wyatt Wingfoot is taking a cab ride, trying to call Johnny on the phone, when they're stopped by a mysterious figure standing in the road. Someone up ahead. That person... He fires! It's an arrow! It crashes through the window and lands right in the middle of the cabbie's forehead, killing him instantly. I don't know if that was the best sound effect choice. By the way, that is one powerful arrow, by the way. Jeez, right through the windshield? The cab flips over and crashes. Wyatt Wingfoot crawls out of the wreckage and into the pounding rain, where he can barely make out a shape of that dastardly arrow-shooting murderer standing in the dark. Hawkeye? He asks. Zap! Wyatt gets shot with an arrow in his shoulder. He stumbles through the rain, fleeing for his life. He heads down a dark alley. Bad move. Because standing there in the dark, waiting, is the killer. With his bow and arrow, ready to deliver that final kill shot to Mr. Wyatt Wingfoot. He loads his arrow, pulls back his bowstring. He aims at Wyatt's head. Do it, Wyatt says. Not the best time for reverse psychology. And, and then... Zap! Hawkeye is covered in webs. Spider-Man slides down a web and he points to this bad guy. And he asks, Wyatt, who is that? And we see Hawkeye dressed in brown and tan. It's the Hawkeye from the Heroes Reborn universe! Now, how about that? The return of the Heroes Reborn universe. I told you this would be the friggin' scariest podcast ever. Holy shit! And that is our cliffhanger ending. And now, I've got seven more issues to go. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. You can download other episodes of iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. <laughs>